the Yak Babies. Sex, Presidents, and Sometimes Books. Welcome to Yak Babies, only podcast on the internet sponsored by Pet Waste Trainers. Waste, W-A-I-S-T, not W-A-S-T-E. <laughs> that joke worked better on paper. My name's Aaron, here are my personal pals, Dave. Hello. We have Brick. Hi there. And calling from Old Ireland, we have Old Irish Deco. Is that, is that the tagline? Yeah. But you, you can't, it doesn't work because you have to spell it out because it just says waste. I just like that if the tagline is just spelling it out. <laughs> or the tagline is just like waste, not waste. And then you don't, you don't understand that part. Then it doesn't, doesn't, yeah, it doesn't work audibly. Yeah, it made sense at 2 a.m. We're here today talking about, uh, I, I myself as a reader, and I'm sure my fellow Yak Babies are the same, tend to have a lot of books go in at the same time. We're reading lots of stuff concurrently. We got multiple pots on the fire, and sometimes it gets to be too much. Actually, all the time I would say it gets to be too much. So we want to sort of kind of see what our, what's your breaking point when it comes to reading things? How many books before, or I should say not even books, just other stuff you're reading before it becomes too much stuff? For me... It used to be I could do like five or six and I was totally fine. And I've completely lost my concentration. And now like more than two and I'm pretty much lost. Where are you all in concurrent reads? Are we counting like TV shows and stuff too? Because I would. (laughs) Okay, sure. I would count that, right? I don't know. I don't watch much TV. Mm, Sure. Well, that was your spin, right? Nico, how many stories are you holding in your head at one time? Yeah. Interesting. Because I was thinking like, I mean, I might read two or three books at a time like over the summer i was reading gravity's rainbow and then i might i would read another book and then maybe a book of short stories or something and then also like trying to write a book and then probably three or four tv shows actively and then maybe a video game an audiobook like i think i'm at least 10 at any given point Hmm. and it can't be good be good for my comprehension there's no way Hmm. that i understand more And that's even just like, that's even just, you know, actively. Like, so um, imagine all the TV shows that you're watching that have a continuous storyline that are, you know, maybe between seasons. It would be dozens, right. I think. This is really because I hadn't thought about it in that way. I was thinking in terms of like physical text, but yeah, in, in things like stories, when I was a kid reading comics, I used to be able to keep up with the monthly story without any issue. Mm. It was very easy. And now... I usually have to go back and like try and find the previous issue just to see what happened at the end of this one. What was the major cliffhanger? It's not always clear what was going on. Mm-hmm. Part of that is the way comics are written nowadays, which is different than it was when I was a kid. But also it's, yeah, I, I think that my brain has atrophied and I have less mm-hmm. room for all those plot threads to sort of be coherent. Yeah. Dave, you're a, you would do a lot of rereads. Um, does that affect your ability to keep stories in your head? Or do you feel like you kind of like are exercising those stories by reading them again? Yeah, that, I mean, a lot of times I can read a book two or three or four times through and not, you know, the next time I still won't remember much about what I'm about to read. Really? (laughs) Interesting. Yeah, I have some comprehension problems (laughs) or maybe retention, maybe a little bit of both. Yeah. But as far as concurrent reads, I can, you know, typically I'll, I'll, I can handle one nonfiction book and a novel at the same time, but I can't read two novels at the same time. Hmm. and keep them separate or you know pay attention to both of them the way you can nico i could do that i can do that and have i guess a few times with uh, short story collections yeah right but no not with novels i can hold a lot more 
books unfinished in my head than other things. I, I, don't, I don't know why that is. There's something about, even if I step away from a book for a pretty long period of time, there's something about reading it again. And I don't know if this has to do with like how it's written and, and sort of it just triggers something in me, but I can, I can pick up a book I've set down. Like if I sit it down for eight months or a year, I'll probably need to start over. But if I set down a book for two to six weeks and pick it back up, I usually can, can catch myself pretty good. I'd say I probably have three to four mm. books going seriously at a time. I probably have eight books going not seriously and those get dropped off. But with with TV shows, it's like one, you know, after that, if I'm watching two shows like seriously, I'm going to, mm. I'm going to lose interest in one. Like I can watch one show and then like the office or whatever. Yeah. And that doesn't, that's different. But, and g- games is the same way. Uh, probably two, maybe three. And after mm. that, one of them's going to get dropped. I don't know why I can hold more books. Somebody explain why I have a hard time with TV lately because I, it's like, I don't want to have to work to remember what's going on and keep up with it and also why when i do watch tv i watch like episodic stuff like cartoons whatever where it's just like it kind of renews itself that's interesting about the putting things away because i used to same thing when i was younger i used to i could come back to a book a year later and kind of knew knew where i was and could follow up on it and now if i put a book down for i call it like the under the bed effect because i will put books i'm currently reading like on the the floor next to my bed and then as they get forgotten they get kicked under the bed so there's like just books like under the under the bed there's like gathering dust that's like unread and unloved if that goes on for more than maybe a couple months I'm, i need to start over because i'm gonna be pretty lost which is tragic for me it's all about age i think or not all about age but so for me what one important thing is like if i'm reading multiple books i have to be reading them almost every day like even if it's mm. just a little bit so that i keep it if i if i switch off i'm toast I can't, I can't read like one book for a week and then put it down, pick up another one, read it for a week and then alternate. Were you reading Gravity's Rainbow and Midnight's Children at the same time? Yeah. And then I was reading Gravity's Rainbow and Catch-22 at the same time. And those, those also like, they go together pretty well. And they, it usually does like help. I think it helps me because then I start to think about like, how does this, like, how does one, damn it, hang on. Did you just pull a pew out of your mouth? (laughs) (laughs) I just have to take the dogs. But I think, so I think that does help. Like if I didn't, I didn't read, I didn't pick up Catch-22 because I was reading Gravity's Rainbow. It just happened to, to, to read it. And they're like, they have a lot of similarities, a lot of differences. And then that makes me think more about those things and kind of crystallizes how I feel about both of them because of those differences. So I think that that can be helpful too. Sure, uh, we we definitely talked about this in another episode. But where I read them helps. Hmm. Where like some books are bedroom books, some books are backyard books, some books are, and like I literally leave them in those places. Um, and I don't know if that helps me keep track of them or not. But I do. I don't typically carry a book around the house like i'll leave them there and then when i'm feeling like reading in those spaces that's when i'll get that book or when i want to read that specific book i'll go to that place and i don't know why i do that either there's usually one in the bedroom or a few in the bedroom some by the living room some in the backyard and some in my backpack for if i'm out and about not in the bathroom no i don't mostly phones in the bathroom at this point it's taken over Mm. there are books in the bathroom but i don't read them this is making me think has anyone ever innovated in the shower literature field like laminated books that you can hang in your shower and read while you're showering i definitely do my morning email and scroll through twitter in the shower that might be a bro to bro bring your phone in the shower that's not something i would want to test every day okay interesting
I've dropped it in the water before. It's fine. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Like most of the time, it just takes once. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should. Maybe we should make this one of our our merch options. Is shower foam? Take yeah. Take public domain <laughs> literature and laminate it, and then sell it to people. But like, if you want to read Pride and Prejudice in the yeah. shower, here's a here's a water. Well, they sell you. those like Hamlet on a poster things like we could just take one of those laminate it oh yeah resell it for twice the price money print it on a bar of soap Ooh, what <laughs> and then you're reading it's an enormous... and then you scribble with the first page and then you read some more and you scribble away that's how the science works right yeah maybe there's layers and you have to you have to wash very carefully yeah, exactly. to wash the layer off in the the same yeah terrible idea there's a philip roth quote about this that kind of haunts me or has ever since i, I heard it are any books in the shower <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was about his jerking off habits while doing so no it was like a, if it takes you longer than two weeks to read a book you haven't actually read it and i was like oh yep. lord that means i haven't read a bunch of books <laughs> what a prick <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah totally but also kind of like uh, i kind of get it like it's it's not feasible necessarily but when i think about it i'm like yeah i think the books that i read quickly and and intensely like that i do remember better and process better but Um, i mean also you know it's not fair if you want your books to be read that quickly write better books like i feel like that's both reactionary to somebody saying like oh yeah it took me a while to read your last book and he was like man then you didn't really read it you're probably right there's also like it's i feel like i to me that is a quote about like how you prioritize reading in your life and the role reading plays for you. And it's a luxury for a famous author to yeah. say that who wasn't having to work a part-time job to make his rent or whatever, or yeah. a full-time job for that matter. So Philip Roth has a luxury of being able to devote himself to just reading constantly and thinking yeah. about stuff, whereas most of us don't. But yeah, like, I mean, I could definitely think of books. He also wrote books in an age where there was far fewer competitions for attention than there were. Yeah, totally. I think t- TV... Just to one, one, I don't know, one other thought about TV. And this is actually one of maybe for my TV pet peeve. Uh, one of my TV pet peeves is that there are so many TV shows now and they're so, it's, it's like any, any idea can get a 10 episode TV show. And a lot of them should be movies, but it seems like it's more profitable to turn it into a TV show. A lot of show. them shouldn't be anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it seems like, so what for one, like, you know, there's sometimes not a lot happening in the TV show. And then for another thing, like I, I almost always watch those kinds of shows with my wife. And so then we can be like, wait, is this the guy that was the, the one from before? Or is this a different guy? Which helps a lot. Definitely need to do that. Yeah, that makes sense. The social experience of television yeah, definitely makes it easier to keep track of things. And then you can also like Google, you know, like TV shows you can Google and it's like much more great, much more like carefully kind of laid out, I think. Yeah. Well, you can also, you can do that while you're watching it too. Like you can kind of do this sort of, like sort of like dual pain experience. Yeah. Or you can just look up the IMDB, which I often do and just like, like, okay, that actor is playing such, like you can see the name of the character and keep it straight. Yeah. What's that? There's that Amazon prime feature. I can't remember what it's called mm. where it's like, not an x-ray yeah x-ray where it shows you that shit while you're watching it which yeah, is like just in case you want to know who the actor was great. playing that bit part yeah yeah and then you can click on them and see like oh he was in that other thing right right That's great yeah 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 but i wouldn't want that for a book 
it's a whole different experience. They, I mean, they tried that with books. Remember when they all those when they were like hyperlinking in in early days of e-readers yeah. with the was it was it EPUBs that had that feature where you could click things and then it would like like bring up the dictionary in the book and like all that stuff, which you can still do a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, just distraction. The George Saunders book actually does a pretty good job with that. I got the I got the ebook, and it has links to both the footnotes and then also like in the parts where he's discussing the stories, it'll have links. To, he's like, and then, you know, Varya comes in on this page and you can hit the link and it'll take you back to the page in the story. And then you can jump back to That's the, cool. it's pretty, it's pretty, pretty well executed, actually pretty niche. That is but cool. Well executed. Yeah. It's almost like a textbook. And that this book is similar to a textbook in that sense. Mm-hmm. So that kind of works. I guess it's funny. I said that. And then I thought about it for a second. I was like, well, actually that's the experience of writing notes in a text, right? When you write notes in a book that you're reading, you're essentially doing the x-ray version of that for your first reading experience, or at least the one you're, you're doing at that moment. Mm-hmm. And if you reread it, if you're Dave and you read that book, then you sort of get those notes again. And so you're kind of watching your annotated version of this book. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. M- m- most of those features are more about finding other things than they are right, improving. Right. It's not like that thing doesn't explain who the character is in relation to the story. It tells you what other shows that actor's been in or whatever. So it's not it's not super helpful in that regard as far as like still like right. the story. just having the name of the character and then when they're talking about like oh Cam was doing this yeah, then you can be sure. like, oh that's Cam and you see his face. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sure. That would I mean imagining that. A reading experience like that for Gravity's Rainbow would they could definitely make it a different book and probably diminish it in terms of what Pynchon wanted you to experience in reading it, but would make it definitely more coherent, probably. Yeah. Or at least partially he would, so. Yeah, you would hate that. He yeah, definitely, definitely. He's not coherent. Does not want you to know that. No. <laughs> That's not on the agenda. So the, I guess the last question here is do you prune? Are you going to, or, or do you sort of actively sort of prune your reading list then? So are sort of things you sort of pay attention to, to say, so you can have more focus or do you hope that your attention will return? I prune. Yeah. How? What do you mean? Look at the books that you want to read and then get rid of ones that you feel like you can't pay attention to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think eventually I hit a point where I was like, this book needs to go back to the shelf. Right. Oh, books you've it. taken out to read. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Or start or started right. So like, if I've got eight books going and I'm only gonna, you know, I'm never gonna read eight books at a time, right? So eventually they'll stack. For me, it's the thing next to my bed and not next, like under my bed, Aaron. But it's the same deal. Eventually, when there's eight books there, it's like, okay, I'm gonna keep three of these, right. and the rest are going back. You know? Yeah, I try and keep hope alive. Foolishly, I keep thinking it'll come back to me. I'll be able to relive my glory days of my youth and read a lot of books at the same time and have them all sorted out and coherent that i know it'll never happen but you I, got your wish with the pandemic and you blew it oh yeah for sure in multiple ways because i wanted to die <laughs> oh, God. Uh, i think for me like also if you have like two or three books going that that really like ups the level that the that additional books have to hit with you at least you know mm-hmm. like so if you're not into a book you might be able to power through it if it's by itself but if you find yourself like always just being like no i'm gonna read one of the other ones then it's like all right it's probably time for that one to go back to the bookshelf yeah for sure you find yourself sort of like the meme of looking at the other the guy looking at the other girl while his girlfriend's next to him you're doing that to your books that's a sign you gotta have that conversation dave what about you are you a pruner or are you a hoper i don't really try stepping outside of you know what i'm what works for me anymore so i guess it's not relevant (laughs) Like, I'll, I'll, I mean, I never have more than two books that I'm in 
at a time. Right. You're in like a minimalist approach anyway. Yeah. yeah. Dave, at some point... Are, By necessity. At some point, are you just going to read books that you've already read? <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Probably, We're not far right? from that. <clears throat> I feel like there... I'm actually getting there quickly too. Yeah. I feel like I have eight to ten books in that rotation. Yeah. And then as you um, get already, as you get older, like the amount of time you need to wait before you reread it is just going to decrease until it's like it's just a circle. It's just yeah, there's just nothing left with those. Eight <laughs> Dave's just reading Giant Tremaine every single day for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, Giant Tremaine's Sorry. on Thursday. <laughs> What's going to happen this time? <laughs> Listeners, talk to us about your reading habits in this regard. How much can you read at one time, and how's it how's that going for you? Do you feel like you need to abandon your books? Do you prune? Are you hoping that your reading attention will come back? Are you a good? Maybe you have a great attention span. You can read tons of stuff at once. That'd be awesome. If you if you have that skill, tell us how we can get it back. I miss it. We're on Twitter at Jackbabies for those thoughts. Also, our email is jackbabiespodcast at gmail.com. And we'll take your thoughts there as well. Find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash shackbabies, where we're doing our bonus material for $1 a month. You can get access to a whole bunch of shenanigans. There's games, there's bro-to-bro conversations, there's drafts, there's just a ton of blackmail material there for you that we're providing to you for a very low cost. And then tinyurl.com slash shackbabies is where our merch lives. And there's tons of shirts and posters there that Brick has designed and they're very funny and you would like them. So go get them there. Until then, Yak Babies, macking off. The Yak Babies would like to thank all their loyal listeners, and especially their patrons, both past and present, including Michael, Bonnie, Sebastian, David, Roger, Kathleen, Bailey, Andrew, and William Howard Taft. (laughs) 